The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. We are so looking forward to our conversation today. Brandy, Angie, how are y'all today? We're doing great. I'm good. Ben. Yeah, I'm here too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good. Thanks, Tyler. (laughs) Is your whole body okay, though? I think is the question. (laughs) Yeah, I think I am okay. Um, What they're referring to is uh, I have this giant boot on my right foot. So, Tyler, have you been stressed lately? Apparently. Or? Apparently. Yeah, what what was the diagnosis from I the doctor? I have a stress fracture hmm. in my foot. So, How convenient that we're talking I'm about. I'm excited about this conversation today. today. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Good timing. Hey, right. so, really sometimes you got to dress for the occasion. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so talking about stress and anxiety, mm. I've got a junk drawer in my kitchen <laughs> that severely stresses me out. Mm. What, what is the most unorganized room, drawer, whatever at your house? Space. Space. Mm. Mine's my bedroom, and it's because I hate laundry. <laughs> it's 100% <laughs> my fault. But there are clothes everywhere, and they're all mine. <laughs> I would say my pantry. I just get so piled up. Mm. My closet. Mm. Yeah. It's easy to hide it. Yeah. Just throw it in there, close the door. <laughs> yes. It's easy to hide it. Yeah. And then it manifests itself through a stress fracture. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, probably wore the wrong shoes, you know. <laughs> Because you couldn't get to the I right couldn't ones. Get to the right Did ones. you trip in your closet? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I did not. I'm glad you think I tripped <laughs> to hurt my foot, but no, uh, I didn't. It's not a sensitive subject at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, question. If we've got like, I don't know. Really unorganized drawers, cabinets, pantry, car. Do you think that creates anxiety? Hmm. I think it can, but maybe not the kind of anxiety that is um, a disorder. (laughs) Okay, More like situational anxiety that you could fix if you put the work in. Okay, so there's a difference between situational and, what'd you say? Disorder. Yeah. So I think that's really important as we go into uh, the rest of today's conversation about anxiety, because it's a word that we use a lot, right? I'm anxious. I have anxiety. Um, But it's very important to know we can have anxiety that is caused by a situation that we are in, and that is anxiety. But that is not something that you would be diagnosed with at that point. You don't have an anxiety disorder because you are experiencing anxiety in a moment. 
But when anxiety is something that feels like it never goes away, it affects you on a daily basis, your life is no longer the same way that it was before, that's when we move into an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today is probably going to be more classified as situational anxiety. So as we move into this space, everybody kind of keep that in mind, right? Yeah, because I, I don't know anything about the other yeah. that you're talking about. <laughs> well, and everyone stay tuned because we're going to have Lee Smith coming soon as well. And uh, he is a licensed professional counselor, and we are going to dive a lot deeper into the other side of anxiety and depression with him. Mm. So, Brandy, you can be anxious for multiple, or not for, but in multiple areas of your life, like mm. like spiritual. Yeah. How, how would you... How would you find all that. And <laughs> yeah, is there so, scripture that talks about that? Yeah. Um, and this is something that Lee is really also going to go into in a lot more detail, but I'd love for us to have this foundation from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and in verse 23, it specifically tells us, um, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to see those three different places because your anxiety, any we're talking about anxiety today, but any mental health issue can really stem from any of those three places. And if my anxiety starts, let's say, in my soul, I think the way that you're typically going to find peace in that anxiety is through spending more time with the Lord, praying, solitude, those kinds of things. So that's going to be more of the spiritual discipline. Spiritual Maybe disciplines, incorporating yes. Sabbath and mm. things like that. Yes. Then if it is originating more in my body, the way you're going to see that anxiety decrease is probably through exercise. Mm. You may need to go for your annual checkup. When was the last time you did mm. that? And so, again, it's going to feel the same, but that may be the way that it's fixed in a different way. Yeah, so exercise, sleep. Diet. Diet. Mm-hmm. You're telling me fried chicken? Can affect how I feel. Oh, food matters. Unfortunately, yes. You think food matters? Food so <laughs> matters. Angie, tell us, a, tell us, tell us about your little journey with food mm-hmm. lately. When I eat, I, I, I just sleep. I just die. Like it affects my mood totally, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, whenever I find myself like going through a time of fasting and I don't eat, have all the energy in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it really does affect your body and your energy level and the way you feel. Right. It's almost as if food was designed to be fuel almost. and not fun. Like it was designed for a purpose. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And Keep then going, Brandy. <laughs> our final uh, area there is in your mind. And this is where I want to give some of you some peace in knowing, well, hey, I have done all of those other things and my anxiety was still there. Um Well, when it has originated in the mind, if there is a chemical imbalance, then that may be where medicine is necessary. So just knowing that it's, it's all, it's all tied together, but there are different ways to address each type. And if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't know where it comes from. I just feel really, really anxious. That is why we have 
licensed professional counselors. Mm -hmm. Find one that you trust. A Christian counselor changes everything because they are trained to think through all three of these areas. It's more of a holistic approach and not just one over the other. Right. And, And there's little things too, like slowing down to take time to understand how we feel. Mm-hmm. Like if we just stay in the the rush of the culture, you know, going from one appointment to the next, looking at our phone in between here and there, never stopping to sit in the silence, take some deep breaths and just think about our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a scary thing to do. Most of us don't want to know what's happening in our brain. <laughs> You know, because that's a terrifying place for deflect, some of us. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Yes. You know, we say this all the time. Well, just stay busy to keep yourself from thinking about mm-hmm. it. It's the worst thing you could do. That's terrible mm-hmm. advice. <laughs> it and may I feel say good it, in the moment. I do it. Yeah. yeah, it may feel good in the moment, but over time, you are going to see that anxiety build up to a destructive level. Mm-hmm. Because if you bury your emotions, then you bury them alive. Mm, yeah, they didn't go anywhere. Mm-mm. And they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. They will resurface. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Okay. Well, with that foundation in mind, what do y'all want to dive into today? I think it'd be good if we checked out First Peter 5. It's one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. passages. And, uh, you know, he, he lays out a game plan for us on what to do in order to help avoid anxiousness, and what to do when we are anxious. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to read 1 Peter 5, starting in verse 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. What was that verse again that said, God opposes the proud? That's the Old Testament quote, right? God opposes Mm -hmm. the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Mm -hmm. And and then what's it say right after that? Humble yourselves, therefore, Mm. under the mighty hand of God. Okay, so let's talk for a minute. What What is the difference between pride and humility? And, and why does Peter seem to believe that anxiety stems from a prideful heart? I think simply um, pride leads me to, I got this. I can, I can handle this. Control um, comes yeah. to mind. Control. Humility says, I know I can't. Mm. Or I might need some help. Yeah. I've heard it said before that humility is not thinking less of myself, but thinking of myself less. Yeah. I haven't done this, so, you know, I'm assuming here, and that's the lowest form of intelligence, but <laughs> I'm willing to bet Ben's boot on his foot. Sorry. I look down. That's your and wager? 
I looked okay. down and I saw it. <laughs> I'm willing to bet if you look to see the the use of the word anxiety that it is it has skyrocketed in the past 15 years. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's a correlation with where we are with social media, taking selfies, you know, look at me. We live in the world of I need affirmation, and I would rather have affirmation than God's exaltation, as, as Peter says here. Don't you think there's a correlation between me and putting myself first and anxiety? Yes. Um, but to play devil's advocate there a little, um, I do think it has probably skyrocketed and... The reason could be that for so long, I think the cultural message towards anxiety was stuff it down and shut up. That's true, too. So (laughs) there's a balance in there. But it all, no matter what culture was saying at the time, it all comes from the same place of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, look at me. Look what I can do. And then, uh uh-oh, I've got to maintain what I have presented to everyone. And that's really hard. So therefore... All the anxiety. Hmm. You know, in, in uh, recent past episodes, as we were unpacking the Lord's Prayer, we talked about like the posture at which that guides us through, right? Like it reminds me, I'm not God. He is big and I'm small. And we see that same order here. I've heard it said before that like God is a God of order. He brings order into chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, man, sometimes I, I know as a, as a parent with a young family, you look around sometimes and you're like, man, this is, this is chaos. Like, how do I begin to even lead in my, in my family? Well, like, well, where's the chaos and bring, how do we bring some order to it? Right. That's, that's like, that's what God does. He brought order, order to the chaos. And even, so like, even in this passage, it, I see order. Mm-hmm. And right? too, to go off what you're saying, that's part of the general command that we see in Genesis chapter two, verse 15. Work and subdue. Mm-hmm. That word subdue means bring order to the mm-hmm. chaos. Right. Good. Um, and and hum, humble our, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, right? Like there's an, there's an order mm-hmm. to that. And, and we said that the opposite of humility of pride is I got this, I can handle this, I can control this. And that w- with hum- humility also comes a willingness to sometimes ask for help. And just in, in, I shared a little bit of my part of my journey. God's used other people to help me heal and to help me get healthy, um, to become healthier. And it hit me the other day that if God's strategy to share the gospel with the world is to use people to point others to Jesus, isn't it conceivable that he might use people in our life to help us heal. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that, that might mean that I might need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So we're not supposed to do all this alone? <laughs> no, I think, you know, I think, um, let's see, where is it? Be alert and of sober mind. Mm-hmm. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The way lions hunt is they utilize isolation. Right. And so scripture tells us that our enemy, is, he's prowling around and he, he's, 
like a roaring lion, he's utilizing isolation. So good. Mm-hmm. And so a misconception for us is that because we're in the proximity of people, that I'm not isolated. Mm-hmm. Okay. But community is so important. To be known is so important because I can be in the proximity of people and still be isolated. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows what I'm right. going through. Mm-hmm. No, but how about this? We can be isolated in our walk with Jesus because we're not intimate in our relationship with him if I'm not willing to share with him what I'm going through. Right. And like, so I, I don't know. These are all things that God has shown me kind of in 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 my journey of, of this and that, man, the enemy is so good. He comes at me so personally. He comes at each of us so personally, right, in these um, situational anxieties that we experience then might begin to manifest into some unprocessed emotions that become more than a situational anxiety mm. right. issue. Yeah. And... and yeah, because I don't know, I just, when we when we live in it for so long, we are now we're now forming pathways in our brain. Right. This and, is mm-hmm. no longer just something I struggle with. This is becoming who I am. That's right. I, then I begin to believe the lie about mm-hmm. that my woundedness is the most true thing about me. That is a lie from the devil. Right. That he uses against us. You know what a great exercise would be? And I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm serious. <laughs> Go on YouTube. And just just search for a lion hmm. devouring a little cute gazelle. <laughs> Do we have to? I mean, <laughs> you don't have to, but I'm I'm saying like if you just b- need a because, good picture of the devil <laughs> because watch how he isolates yeah. himself from the herd and mm-hmm. then gets picked off and then asks the question: In what area of my life have I done that? In what area have I chosen isolation? Hey, but we've also talked a lot about your safe people, too. You know, it matters who you're with because there are some people you surround yourself with that are throwing you to the lion. Mm -hmm. And you have got to be willing to evaluate your relationships just as much as what's going on in your own heart, mind, and body. Yeah, Um, wise counsel. Yeah, because... wise. If I'm anxious and I only go to my anxious friends mm. to get help, we're all just going to stay in a bundle of anxiety. Mm. So, just like a bunch of cats <laughs> in a room full of rocking that chairs. That is exactly what I was picturing. How <laughs> did you know? <laughs> but yeah. Y'all try to n- not let my Wiggins out. <laughs> Welp. So I'm going to stop with that one. But I'll bring another one back next week. Just stay tuned. <laughs> Cannot wait. You know... As I was looking at this passage, um, I looked up the the root word of anxiety and where it comes from in the Greek. And mm-hmm. without getting into all of that, it's a makeup of two words, which means to be divided is the first part. The second part of the word is the mind. So anxiety literally means to have a divided mind. Mm. And in James, it tells us that a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. How true is that in our lives of anxiety? Like, I was just going through a situation where I was so anxious about something, and I knew what I was supposed to do, and I knew that, well, one, we can't control outcomes, but we can control input. And I knew what I needed to do, 
but I did the exact opposite. Mm. I closed up. I, I withdrew. I self-sabotaged. And that's what we do with anxiety. We are double-minded. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet most of our situational anxiety is because you know what you need to do, but you're unwilling to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that takes us back Preach. to the section of Scripture where it says, cast all your anxiety on Him because yeah. He cares for you. Because right. the the word cast, it literally has this imagery of taking much effort. Like It, it didn't say drop it before Him, lay it before Him, slide it over to Him. I mean, something very passive. simple. Right. It mm. is something that like when you're casting something, it takes all your effort. And it does take effort to analyze the situation that you're in to understand what's within your control and what is not. Mm-hmm. And those things that are within your control is going to be how you cast it. I mean, you can choose to wake up and spend time with him, whether or not you feel like it. You can choose to read his word every day, whether or not you feel like it. And over uh, a long span of time, I mean, maybe a short span of time, but the heart behind knowing I'm not going to stop this. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to pour forth effort in seeing some relief and freedom brought to this situation. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. My boot got in the way. <laughs> ben dropped his commentary. <laughs> but for real. Okay, I do okay. have a serious question. Uh, can, can I can I recap and then yes. Brandy, you take it? Well, did I throw y'all off a little bit? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm focused. Okay, so we've we've seen so far that pride and humility run in opposition of each other. Pride in the conversation that we're having right now can lead to anxiety. Humility forces us to cast our cares to God and he will exalt us because he holds us with his mighty right hand. Again, Old Testament verbiage. So the challenge for us is to resist pride, be humble, trust the Lord, cast cares. Well, I think that's my question is when I hear stuff like cast my cares on him, that feels like an insurmountable ask. And I don't know why, but just this idea of how, how do I do that? Mm. Like you said, it's not passive and it requires effort, but practically beyond praying about it, is there anything that I do to cast my anxieties on him? Yeah, maybe let's start by talking about the difference between carrying and casting. Yeah. How, How do we carry our anxiety? Like our own personal yeah. anxiety? How do we carry it? Yeah, what do we do when we're anxious? Um, I guess to, the first thing I think about when I hear you say that is I tend to carry my anxiety deep like, and, and hi, kind of hide it. Mm-hmm. Like I try to hide my anxiety through busyness. Um, I've just discovered this about myself, and I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but I try to hide my and carry my anxiety through busyness or distraction or um, my personality type will numb, numb out. I just push through. Yeah, just keep, just going. keep going. Just keep going. You know, yeah. like um, we, you know, we've been joking about my boot, but it only took me two <laughs> days to go to the doctor. 
and honestly, like that's a that's a win and a big step for me because typically in the past I would I would say things like, "Well, it's day three. It's better," mm. you know, like because I didn't want to address that reality of like, no, there's some damage that has been done right here that's beyond my control, yeah. and, and I've pretending got pretending like it's not there doesn't make it go away. Correct, um, and so that's. I'm guilty of that. I will pretend. Mm-hmm. I will distract. I will make myself busy. Um, I tend to carry it by just keeping it in my mind, like replaying it over and over and over again. Like never, it never leaves my thoughts. Like whatever mm-hmm. the anxious situation is, it's just there. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's how I just carry it with me. So how do we cast it? Yeah, that's what. Great question, Brandy. Ben, <laughs> Angie, you, you two answered about caring. How do you cast? I mean, practically a tool that I have used to cast my anxiety is journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to the act of it physically, of me physically writing it down and getting it out of my brain, out of my body. So good. Um. You know, I love like the book of Psalms and where we see, we get insight and a glimpse into David's prayer journal. And um, I find a lot of encouragement in that and, and a model of what, how do I cast my anxieties on him? And so for me, just a really effective tool has been to, to write it, to write it down. Um, Brand, and Brandy, Brandy taught me calendaring. <laughs> Seriously, like we laugh and hey, it takes a little bit of humility to say something like that, especially um, that's one of those things that you feel like, hey, I've, I've done a lot of things and led some different things and that's a skill that I should probably be better at, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so literally just the practice of calendaring all of the things that I would carry in my mind and it, that would force me or, or that would not allow me to be present because I'm, I'm trying to keep it all in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same idea of journaling. Like I literally would just writing it down and calendaring it and giving it a time and giving it a space and giving it a place um, yeah. has been a practical way to, to cast some anxiety out from my body. But journaling has been the most practical way for me to cast those anxieties to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think I cast by like just taking time to first of all understand that it's it's going to have to be done more than once. Mm-hmm. Like casting is not like I'm just going to, you know, do this today and then tomorrow I'm not even going to think about it cuz I cast it off yesterday. What? Can I just say which Please. is the spiritual life? It's a continuation. Yeah. We can't say I was saved cuz when we read scripture it is this act of being saved. I, just because I casted it once doesn't right. mean I did it. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's an, it's going to take this ongoing effort. And for me personally, it's diving into those things that um, make me feel the closest to God. And whether that's being outside with Him or being in Scripture or praying or finding time to be alone, um, whatever it is that makes a person connect with God the best way for their personality, um, doing that over and over and over and over again, every single day, waking up with this determination that I'm, I'm going to spend 
that time with him again because I have to have grace knowing mm-hmm. that I'm going to have still have hard days and days that I don't believe and trust what I'm what I know to be true. And then I'm going to have days where he fills me with hope and joy, knowing that this is going to be over one day, but it's a continuation process for me. So it's a daily casting. I think y'all have uh, helped me figure out what it is that helps me the most to (laughs) you. And uh, I think it's the realization of like the pride and humility part of saying like, okay, God, I know that I don't have control over like Tyler, you said the outcome. Mm -hmm. But sitting down and really thinking through, okay, but what is it I do have control over? What is it that I I need to do? And a lot of times that is what is driving my anxiety too. Because I do trust that God has the outcome in his hand. But I have a hard time saying, okay, but I know maybe there are some things you want me to actually do about it too. Mm -hmm. And there's no care that is too small. I think a lot of times we we say, oh, well, you know, this, is, this isn't this is a big deal. This is small. God is unconcerned with this. But we're, we're creating habits and practices, and we are learning to reprogram the way we deal with things. So in the smallest areas of your life, even if you think this is insignificant, but it causes you a little bit of worry and angst, cast it on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, give it to Him. Simply saying, God, I trust you with this. Like, name it. Lord, I trust you with me getting the groceries at Walmart before I have to pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds simple, but if you've got 15 of those in a day, you know, you've lived a stressed out day. Yeah. And, you know, good thing for us, we get a lot of practice. We got a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Something that has helped me in this, this may like sound not spiritual at all, but I think it's all connected. You know, we're, we're one body, one soul. So every, everything is connected mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally. Mm-hmm. Nancy and I read this book a couple years ago called Lazy Genius. <laughs> Have y'all read this before? I've heard about it. Be lazy with the things that you can be lazy with and be a genius with the things that you want to be a genius with. And it just talks about getting like household things in order. Mm-hmm. Like where you put the spoons in the dishwasher could matter. Like it could, you could create a habit that makes your life easier. It's one less thing to think about. That one really helped me. You just stress me out all over. Uh, <laughs> you don't well, have to put it somewhere that matters. No, stop it. You you do the habit <laughs> stacking. We've talk, talked about habit stacking. Only that helps you. <laughs> yeah, don't take that example. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm OCD with stuff. Um, but, you know, that's a great resource. On that note, as you um, leave from listening to this podcast, would you take time to look for opportunities to cast your cares on the Lord? For He cares for you. And there's a promise in the scripture that at the proper time, He will lift you up. At the proper time, He will exalt you. So in the meantime, trust the Lord, fight against the pride, Seek humility and cast your cares. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in House Church. 
House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit VentureChurch.org slash housechurch.